What's up, everybody? Welcome back into Two on OSU. Wow. Cowboys got down 14 points against Houston. Come back to win. Huge victory. Uh, everything's on the table for them. They're now 8-3, and 6-2 and two in the conference. A lot of tiebreakers, a lot of game action to discuss, and that's why I bring in my identical twin and beat reporter, Sam Hutchins. Sam, we're going to talk about all of it. But first, we want to thank uh, some of the ads, some of the ad sponsors who help uh, keep our show running. And we want to thank two fellas movers, MidFirst Bank, the National Cowboy and Western Heritage Museum, Oklahoma Ford Dealers, and FireLakeJobs.com for supporting our show. And we also remind everybody to drive into your best in Oklahoma Ford Dealers today for the best deals on Ford's full lineup of trucks and SUVs. Ford is the best in Oklahoma. Sam, what? I mean. I laid it out for you. Here the Cowboys are at this incredible uh, opportunity at the doorstep. How have they gotten here? Yeah, that win against the Houston Cougars certainly makes this game against the BYU Cougars much more important or at least intriguing. Um, we should say up front, a win does not guarantee Oklahoma State a spot in the Big 12 championship game yet. It may on Saturday. That depends what Texas does against Texas Tech. And um, the thing that made me laugh was the Big 12 releasing all the tiebreaker scenarios. And at, at the end of the press release, they said pretty much, hey, if Tech beats Texas, then there's still too many scenarios to include in, in one sort of, uh, in one release here. So check back with us because it really is a mess. Uh, but things will be much simpler if Texas beats Tech. That would ensure the Cowboys are winning in. But yeah, Ben, this team, the 23 team, has a chance to win a trophy that the 2011 team never did. 2011 team, there wasn't a Big 12 championship game at that point. This year's Cowboys team could win a trophy that the 21 team didn't win with that vaunted defense with NFL guys everywhere because that 21 team lost to Baylor in the Big 12 championship game. So this team's fascinating because you're right. At first glance, it's like, what? What is special about this team? What has gotten this team there? And Ben, I, I think we've settled on a, a variety of, of things that have come together for this Cowboy team. Good play, good luck at times, a good schedule. And enough of those things have cobbled together where the Cowboys are in the mix to, to win a trophy that has never been won before in Oklahoma State history. It's pretty crazy. I know. And the internet meme popular right now, I find really funny, is the Vince McMahon. He was special. You know, like when you th when you think of the the 2011 OSU team, the offense is what got that team to you know the the great highs that that they reached. And then in 2021, you think of the defense. But as you said, Sam, this 2023 OSU team has a chance to do something those those teams didn't. Um, and I don't know if they have the incredible offense of 2011 or the incredible defense of 2021. I think the adaptability is really the thing that stands out to me as the special quality for this OSU team. Um, and I'm not saying they're better than those other teams, but the adaptability with changing the offensive runs running scheme, uh, you know, four games into this one, going into the season with a 3-3-5 defensive front, that was a sign of adaptability. That's kind of the thing that stands out to me on how this Oklahoma State team got to this point. Yeah, Ben, I agree with you. I think if you put this 23 team in a time machine and send them back to 2021, I think the 2021 team wins pretty handily. 
And if you send this team back to 2011, I think Brandon Whedon and Justin Blackman put up a, a pretty big number on this team. And I'm not sure this year's Cowboys teams would be either of those two teams. But you're right. The reason that this team, with the win against BYU and some other things going right for them, has a chance to win a trophy that the other two teams never won, you know, I put it down to, to, to winning the games they had to. This Cowboys team is probably not as good as those two teams we just mentioned. But this team, for its big blowouts that it's incurred, it beat Kansas State, beat Kansas, beat OU. Sure, all those games were at home, and all those games were pretty tight. But the Cowboys won those games that really mattered, and they've done just enough to, to get into a special position right here, to quote you and Vince McMahon a little bit. Um, here's something fascinating. I look at the point differential of, of those teams as, as we compared kind of the two past legendary special teams in OSU's history, 21 and 2011, to this team. I'll take you through a stat, Ben. This is a little journey to put the, these three teams in context. This year's team lost 33-7 to to South Alabama and 45-3 to against UCF. For comparison, in 2021, the biggest loss that that team took all season was five points to Baylor. And the biggest loss the 2011 team took, the only loss that that 2011 team took, was in double overtime at Iowa State, which was a six-point loss, 37-31. So the interesting thing about this team, the current Cowboys, they're more prone to blowouts, as we've seen. They can get blown out at times, and maybe not even by a top-five team in the country. The two teams that have blown them out have been South Alabama and UCF. But what this team does, if it's prone to blowouts, it's also good at winning tight games, at grinding teams down late, at getting Ollie Gordon the ball late and grinding down Oklahoma, grinding down Kansas State, grinding down Kansas, winning those tight games. So this team will not be super impressive with the point difference or anything else, but what it has is it's able to win close games in football late. We saw it last week in Houston. Cowboys needed to grind away the game late after a little comeback, and they didn't get behind too much. They gave it to Gordon late, and he bled the clock out. So it's, it's fascinating that this team has a chance to do something that those two past teams have never done for the Cowboys because I don't think it's as good, but it's almost as good or better at winning the important close football games that any team has to to win a championship. I think the mental makeup of this team has got to be pretty strong. You look at the the cards they were dealt with all those transfers leaving on the defensive end, your your quarterback leaves. I mean, that can mentally shake a, a locker room, a team, a whole new set of leaders comes in, a whole new identity is found. And this Cowboy team has, has certainly um, been strong mentally. They, they've had the blowouts, as you mentioned, Sam. But I think the, the resiliency that this team showed getting down 14 points against Houston. After that safety, where Ollie Gordon got tackled in the end zone, and OSU had to punt the ball to Houston yes. with like three minutes left, Houston's getting the ball out of halftime. Gosh, I thought that was really a time, uh, a pivotal moment where this this team could have kind of crumbled. Um, and instead, you look at that four-minute stretch before the half where it not only saved the game, I think it kind of saved their season. So so their mental makeup to me is uh, is incredibly impressive. Yeah, I put in my post-game story from, from Houston that that was the lowest point of the game for the Cowboys. And it felt like that was a turning point to 
Is this going to be another UCF or are the Cowboys going to turn it around, pull the plane up from the nosedive, whatever analogy you want to use. Um, and it turned out that that wasn't the straw that broke the Campbell's back. Um, so yeah, that, that was impressive. And, and really been just the whole mental makeup of this team. Week one, this team was completely different. Mike Gundy would tell you they didn't know how to run the ball in week one. This team mid season changed its whole running scheme. This team changed its quarterback. And that's not to mention in the offseason, changing into a 3-3-5 defense and, um, you know, all these changes with all these new faces. It, it's been pretty incredible, the turnaround that this team has showed to uh, to really look so much different from its week one version that really was not very good. I don't think either you or I were impressed with the, the Central Arkansas performance or what they did in, in Tempe, Arizona, even before the South Alabama. You know, there were signs that this team was maybe going to struggle. And now this team, like we said in, in the opening, a chance to do something that no Oklahoma State team's ever done, which is pretty incredible, the turnaround. And I guess a lot of that is, you know, if you can't point to, well, they have Justin Blackman. Or, hey, Malcolm Rodriguez is going crazy. Maybe you, you point to, with this team, the mental fortitude. And um, that, that's been certainly one of this team's biggest strengths. Yeah, it's interesting you bring that up. Um, not really thinking after week three or against South Alabama, Central Arkansas, that this team really could find that next year. There were no signs that offered that. Mike Gundy brought it up again today, Sam, in the press conference on Monday. He said, look, I mean, 2021 was kind of that same way. Nobody would have predicted that we would have gone to the Fiesta Bowl and, and had that great of a season in the Big 12 championship. I mean, remember that 2021 season? There was a, a loss against uh, Missouri State. Or not a loss, but no. um, a, a, a game where OSU could have easily lost. Jason Shelley and the Missouri State Bears yes. were driving down to win the game, and they would have gone for two. That's they, a good point. They would have gone, gone for two. That's right. First game of the year. Almost lost in Boone Pickens. Yeah. Um, in, in that season, nobody would have thought after that game that, that this team had any sort of chance to do something really special. So maybe that's a trend we can point to is um, a, a, a little doubt. Uh, you, maybe you have to reinvent yourself along the way to find such success late in the season. And there's one last thing I wanted to bring up that Mike said today, Sam. He said, look, I mean, when we were down 14 points and punting the ball away in that moment, all I was expecting to do was, was look up and see some rain and think, here we go again. Here's UCF again. So um, I, I still don't know how the Cowboys did it. It came down to a pass getting thrown right to Trey Rucker. Uh, that really turned the tide in this one. Uh, yeah, that was crazy because... That was Donovan Smith had, had been playing out of his mind, honestly, to that point. And that throw was just a little reality check, like, whoa, that, that's his first bad play. And it was a huge point in that game. But yeah, Ben, it, it's crazy. This team is eighth in the Big 12 in points scored and ninth in the Big 12 in points allowed. And yet, uh, uh, with Texas at the top, the Cowboys are in the driver's seat right now to reach Arlington to get to a Big 12 championship game. Not with with just middle of the pack statistically offenses and defenses. So this is uh this is a fascinating team to have been covering, and that's why I think that this team has been on such a roller coaster, unlike any other. In 2011, so much of it was just highs, and in 2021, it was all pretty much highs. Once that team got going, this team has had the highs and lows really unprecedented in in an Oklahoma State team that has a chance to to win a Big 12 title late. It's fascinating. Yeah. Another Big 12 team that has had a little bit of some roller coaster this year is BYU. 
And uh, it's mostly been on the low end of that roller coaster. Uh, the Cougars are last in the Big 12, Sam. 22.1 points per game. And they're 12th in the Big 12 uh, out of 14 teams in defense. So so not great figures there for the Cougars in their first year in the Big 12. They're 2-6 and six in conference play. Uh, wins came against Texas Tech and Cincy at home. So they're looking for their first road win. Uh, but Sam, the Cougars looked pretty good against OU last week. It took a interception return, a pick six, to beat them. What do you think about uh, what, what Mike Gundy said about the Cougars today and, and what fans can expect from them? Yeah, they're they're an option team, which maybe scares you if you're this late in the season and you haven't played an option team before. But the Cowboys have, you know, even Donovan Smith last week, a quarterback running the ball so much. Um, you've And then certainly with KU. They're they're kind of a true option team a little bit um, like BYU. So the Cowboys have dealt with this sort of challenge defensively before. Um, and yeah, if you look at the stats overall, BYU man they they don't they don't really scare you. The stats I, I looked it up in in BYU's six losses, like I said, they've beaten Texas Tech and Cincy, and both of those wins were at home. Um, but in, in BYU's six losses, most, most of which were on the road in the Big 12, the Cougars are being outscored 230 to 88. So when the Cougars have had to go on the road and when they've played Big 12 teams that they could not beat, it hasn't even been close a lot of these times. Um, so I guess a lot of that is the, the Cougars, they run a, a, an option offense where you're running a lot. Maybe you're not built to come from behind anyway, but that's been the Cougars' problem is they've just gotten behind. And um, it's been bad, except for last week against OU. I thought the Cougars played one of their better games of the year, maybe their best game of the year, considering the opponent um, at, at home in Provo. But I, I don't know. I, I, I imagine that's more of a fluke. Um, I, I think the Cowboys pretty deservedly pretty heavy favorites in this one. Yeah. And defensively, Sam, the Cougars based out of a four-man front. Um, what's interesting, and, and what folks need to know is they play a lot of man coverage. So guys like Brennan Presley uh, immediately come to mind. And that's something I want to get into. He had 15 catches last game uh, in Houston, one shy of an all-time record set in 1949 by Alex Lloyd. But Sam, the way Oklahoma State used Brennan Presley with the motions, a lot of times he would start out in the slot, get kind of a running start horizontally, and then at the snap, he'd have a lot of different ways to get into that. I think that's another example of the way OSU has continued to kind of reinvent itself this season. And look, against a lot of man coverage, I expect Brendan Presley to have another big day. Yeah, I, I can see that happening. The Cowboys are, are going to get some guys back, it sounded like in the press conference. I have a story up on that. Um, I wrote that on Monday. The Cowboys are going to get some guys back. Uh, Blaine Green could be back. Gundy said he mentioned him, but he really threw out Jaden Bray, who had that big touchdown in, in the first half against... Houston on that fade route and made a really good play, but he only played about 15 snaps. But Bray will be back too. So the Cowboys, wide receivers against man coverage. Um, Cowboys are getting some guys back to beat that. So yeah, that could be big. And like we, we talked about, BYU's defense is, is not well, um, or is not great anyway. So I, I think the Cowboys, as long as the Cowboys can keep the, the turnover margin close and uh, avoid crazy plays that, that swing the game, I, I think the Cowboys in a neutral game script, can really just grind the, the Cougars out. I'm going to say something that is going to sound super weird coming out of my mouth. Are you ready? Okay. Oklahoma State 
kind of has some depth at wide receiver. Yeah. Right. I mean, with the guys you mentioned, it's it, it cropped up again in, in 2021. And gosh, it feels like the spring game Cowboys keep, you know, getting with receivers dinged up. And um, it's been a while since they've had uh, a full stable of receivers. And I'm not saying it's it's full at this time with Stribling and Shetron, you know, done, um, not not playing. But the Cowboys have enough options at this point late in the season where you feel comfortable with their depth, which is certainly an advantage, of course, in games, but also in practice. I mean, Mike Gunny said practice was hard without wide receivers able to to play a lot. And I think that's going to be uh, important, especially going into these final one, potentially two, three games. Yeah, and, and BYU's strategy, Gundy indicated this much in his press conference, BYU will bring a safety down um, to stop Ollie Gordon, just like pretty much has been every Big 12 opponent's plan since that Iowa State game. Um, Alan Bowman's told me this. He's like, yeah, when you watch Oklahoma State on film, number one priority, whoever's leaving that film room is going to think we got to stop number zero. So that's where it starts again. And heck, in the first half, like Houston, they did pretty much stop number zero. and. It worked out really well in that first half for Houston. They just couldn't keep it up. So we'll see how, how that uh, – I have it written down. What, what, did, uh, what did Gordon have in that, in that second half uh, against Houston? 150 – well, 21 rush yards in the first half and then 153 total. So that was the, the half disparity there. If the Cowboys can avoid a, a bad start, I, I think they'll be um, at least positioning themselves to, to beat BYU and, and uh, keeping the Big 12 championship mix. And it may or may not be clinching, a clinching victory by then. That just happens on the, depends what happens around the conference. In the spirit of this week, the thing Mike Gundy said he's most thankful for, aside from his health, is the fact that the Cowboys learned to run block. He said he was most thankful that the Cowboys finally figured out how to run block. You, you wrote about Ollie Gordon uh, after the game, Sam, and I mean, it felt like the Cowboys kind of got back to the recipe that got them on the five-game winning streak in that second half with Ollie Gordon. Um, tell us about you know what you kind of saw with with Ollie and in, in, in his uh, return to form, and also what you maybe uh, gathered from the right boot from the boot he was wearing on his right foot. Yeah, well, you could tell it just felt good for Gordon to be back because Orlando was not pretty, and um, of course. I have rarely seen him without a huge smile on his face, but man, he was, uh, even with a, an ankle boot on his right foot, uh, post game in the, in the tunnels of, uh, of the Houston stadium, man, he was smiling and, and ear to ear, just, just so joyed and praising his teammates. But, um, yeah, you could tell that getting back on track meant a lot to him. And now he's tied as the nation's leading rusher. Ben, I think you had that stat. So, um, we'll see how that fares with, with one or potentially two or potentially three games left for, for the Cowboys. But yeah, he said that he'd be fine. Um, and I haven't heard anything to the contrary on that in terms of Gordon injury going forward. Uh, he said he just got like whiplashed a little bit, kind of a weird tackle in the, in the, at the end of the second quarter. But he said, if I have a game tomorrow, I'll be ready to play. So he said that Saturday night, probably just as a joke. Um, Got to hit the ice bath first, I assume. But I imagine Gordon will be about as full strength as you can get for the last week of a regular season in a Big 12 running back. There's no way... His body feels great overall, but um, nothing that'll keep him off the field. Yeah, it's interesting. Mike Gunny said he still wants Gordon practicing hard. He said with with running backs, and he's been around plenty of them. Um, that's kind of how they're wired, I guess. Is is you have to continue to 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 keep banging around in practice. You got to keep playing physically. 
Um, so it translates well on the field. So that's something to certainly keep our eye on. Um, I'm thinking now we'll we'll get into our score predictions and then finally the two-minute drill, closing with that. Hats off to us, Sam. We both said the Cowboys were going to win you know, relatively comfortably in Houston. They did win by two scores. I wouldn't call it comfortably. Yeah, if you watched the game, you would not say they won comfortably. No. If you were fishing and then checked the game on your phone, you'd say, ah, they won pretty comfortably. But we watched the game. I don't think we thought the Cowboys won comfortably. But uh, maybe if your only contact with the outside world is two on OSU, you thought that they won comfortably. And we love those people whose only contact with the outside world is is two on <laughs> OSU. We, we that's, really, uh, that's, that'd we be a rough really, life. We really appreciate those listeners for yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't know, Sam. My my gut is telling me that this game is going to be close. I think the weather in Stillwater is going to feel more like Provo than it will Stillwater. Yeah, it'll be cold, maybe a little rainy, but it'll be cold. And and look, I mean, Big 12 Championship is probably going to be on the line if if things shake out like we think they're going to shake out on Friday night. I think the Cowboys are going to win, but this is going to be even less comfortable than in mm. Houston. Uh, I, I, I'm going to, I'm going to take the Cowboys 30 to 28. I think it's wow. going to be a really close game. Alex Hole, uh, Alex Hale field goal or something for the win or defensive stand. What do you got? 30 to 28. Yeah, I, I think, uh, I think the defense will, will, will win this one for him. I, I think a Nick Martin sack might finish it off. Okay. Okay. Now, I, I understand why you think maybe a, a little closer. I think it truly will be one of those games that maybe feels a little closer than it is in, in the Cowboys pull away late. I'll go something like 38 to 27 Oklahoma State wins. Um, and I don't know. This team looked completely different two weeks ago versus one week, and they've looked completely different, you know, in Bedlam week versus a bunch of other weeks. So it, it's tough to predict with this team. You've been better at it than I in this whole prediction game. But um, I'll join you. Cowboys beat BYU. It's it's just tough to to have a huge amount of confidence. I think with the last four court, with the last four halves of football, Oklahoma State's played three poor halves of football and one good half of football yep. in its last four games. So well, and this team's not designed really to blow teams out. Mm-hmm. They, they they put the they, they put a butt whooping on Cincinnati. They did that, but for the most part, Cowboys wins have been close fourth quarter games where uh, they've made the plays or gotten the breaks and done whatever else um, or gotten the, the no calls in, in the case of Bedlam to win those games. But uh, yeah, this team's just not designed to blow teams out. And we've seen that time and time again. So I agree. Yeah, I think it'd be closer than, you know, maybe a, a 25 point game that you'd think from a, a big, a potential big 12 champion against a bottom of the barrel BYU big 12 team. All right, so we'll get into the two minute drill. The Cowboys will beat BYU if the Cowboys will beat BYU if the turnover margin is just close. I'm not saying they have to win it, but that's the turn. The, the turnover margin is the thing that can shake games on its head and give teams that aren't as good a serious shot, even though, even in away games. So if the Cowboys can just keep the turnover margin close within one or two, even I'd like the Cowboys to win. I think the Cowboys are going to beat BYU if Brennan Presley has 10 catches. He doesn't need to get to 15. He doesn't need to nearly break another record. Um, he just needs 10 catches. I think with the way the Cowboys have been using him, it, it's going to be, uh, he's going to be a really effective piece. 
especially against this man coverage that the Cougars like to play. And then our, our second question, we wrap it up, Sam. Of course, BYU's first time uh, playing OSU in, in, in at least a long time. I mean, I, I can't remember the last time they've played. What comes to mind when I ask uh, what you think of the, the BYU Cougars? Jimmer Fredette comes to mind off the top of my head. That was a fun era of college basketball, um, which was an absolute blast. I don't know. Remember, Ben, when you did that story asking Wisconsin people before the guaranteed rate game, what comes to mind when you think of Oklahoma State? A lot of people chose basketball references. I don't know. For me, maybe basketball sticks in my head a little more than football. But I'd say Jimmer Fredette. Uh, that's the BYU athlete I associate the most. I know um, others would probably say Steve Young or something. But I'm of the era, man. Jimmer Fredette mania was something else back in the day. Yeah, J- uh, um, Steve Young didn't have, you know, the the Twitter talk that, that Jimmer had going mm-hmm. for sure. Is he still on the Sharks? Shanghai Sharks? Uh, yeah, I, I checked. He dropped 60 the other night. Uh, <laughs> probably. Uh, no need I, to fact check that. That's probably true. Yeah, that's, yeah that's, it's a recurring statement. Um, I think of the mountains. I'm kind of bummed that BYU and, and OSU are going to play in the first matchup isn't in, um, isn't in the shadow of the mountains. It looked like the OU people, the OU contingent who went out to yeah. Provo last week, uh, really enjoyed that, and they're they're awesome. So baseball, football, not basketball. Sorry, Jimmer, but you know a lot of sports you get to play. That's a, a really unique backdrop in that city, and uh, and that's kind of what I think of when I think of the BYU Cougars. Well, that'll do it for us here on Two on OSU. We wish you a very happy Thanksgiving. Um, hopefully, you're spending that with friends and family and staying warm and watching some football. Uh, that's a really great Thanksgiving plan as far as we're concerned. Um, and thanks to all of our sponsors. Uh, hey, the, the, the people that really sh- are the stars of the show, sellout crowd producers, all of them, Jacqueline Musgrove, Michael Martin behind the scenes, Michael Lane making the graphics. I know you, Ben, and I are very thankful for those people who uh, help bring 2 on OSU to you. And we're also thankful for, for folks who like or subscribe or, Really, I've said it before, click any button. Um, disagree with us vehemently in our comments. I think that helps us too in the algorithm. So uh, I guess algorithms can't read, but we appreciate whatever you do interacting with the show and only episode of the week. So we'll be back maybe previewing a Big 12 championship game, maybe previewing a disappointing end of the Cowboys season next week.